Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. I've alluded to in the past how I use essential oils in my life to uplevel my health. They're just basically a tool in my healthcare tool belt. If you're confused about how to use essential oils and you have no idea how to incorporate them in your life, I want to provide you with my top 10 ways to use essential oils cheat sheet. So head on over to bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. That's bit.ly forward slash oil cheat sheet. O-I-L-C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to get your free copy now. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 109. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we have Chris Britton. Chris is a spiritual life coach and success coach who helps women dissolve their blocks so they can make big money and a big impact. Chris is also the founder of Team Goddess Bosses, a global community sharing the benefits of reclaiming your true power, health, and living your dreams with complete freedom. Over the last few years, Chris has helped over 100 people reach five and six figure incomes working from home and has been featured in Success Magazine and Women's Health and Fitness Magazine. You can find her over at Chris Britton, B R I T T O N dot net. I had to get her on the show. Uh, we've recently been introduced. We're both building a doTERRA business and we are on a mastermind call, I guess is the best way to explain it. And the amount of information and just knowledge I get from this woman is beautiful. I was attracted to her feminine energy, which I need more of. And you'll definitely kind of hear that in our conversation today. What I absolutely love too is how giving she is of information and energy to others um, and helping guide that uh, in our lives. So the interview is explicit. We haven't had one in a while. Um, So if children are in the room, earmuffs or headphones, whatever you do these days, moms, and enjoy the interview. Welcome, Chris, to the show. Hi, Robin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. So when I first sent over the definition of what an alpha female is today, kind of evolved with all of the guests so far, what did you think of it and how are you one? Mm. Well, first of all, I love that you're bringing this message to the world. I think it's so important as rising female leaders and mentors and and all the work that we do in the world, it's so important that we are grounded in our strength. And so I appreciate and honor you and and all that this is. Um, I love, you know, what I, I love the most about this conversation is that we have this beautiful passion, each and every one of us do. And so for me, this really means remembering our power. You know, a a lot of the conversation when I work with women is they feel like they have forgotten their power or it's lost or it's, it's been leaked in some way. But the truth is we're just, we haven't remembered it. We've been so piled up with everything else going on in our lives that when we actually stop 
and assess and reconnect to that beautiful divine power within us, that's where our strength is. And that's where I think we become the best leaders, the best friends, the best lovers, the best money makers that we can be when we're in and owning our radiance. So the way that I believe I am an alpha female is by me living in this divine radiance. I A lot of my work is based around spirit and that divine connection. And that's when my whole world changed. How does power show up in someone's life? So for me, I think this is, this is really a conversation of if you're not living, if you're not waking up feeling, you know what, I'm living my most illuminated life. And if you're questioning that, I absolutely know it's just because you're not remembering who you truly are and your true power. And as somebody that does study a lot of spirituality, a student of A Course in Miracles, and my own personal journey over the last 11 years now of this, is when you're not feeling your best self, you're just disconnected from divine. And divine is, you know, grace is a powerful word. That's a very charged word. And if we believe, like I envision each of us walking around with a connection to grace, to the divine. And when we're open to saying, hey, you know, how can I actually achieve these desires within me? Because I believe that every desire that's in our heart is what we're here to do. We just get in our own way. Ego gets in, the, in, in our way, right? Fears, all these stories. So when we're remembering our true power, it shows up in like, you know, Robin, when you're watching other women or you're, you're seeing other women, you're like, gosh, there's something different about them. They're just doing it. So we like, it's probably, uh, today's society calls it like charisma or just like that it factor. Um, yeah, it's just like, you're very drawn to someone because they're fully living, in their power. Yes. And it's their radiance. Like you have radiance and your radiance is what is, is so magnetic through your podcast, through the work that you're doing online, through the work you do in your business. That's the radiance that is attracting. And that's what, you know, I believe as an alpha female, as a female leader, what we do best and what most people aren't connecting into is that radiance, which is our God-given power that instead of going out and hustling or grinding, we simply be our truest self and, and attract, do, taking the inspired action, but in a way that is fully embodied in our radiance. I love that. So as you create um, work in life harmony for yourself. Do you structure your days in any specific way or are you a student of flow? Yeah. So I, the, the controller in me wants to structure everything. Um, I don't know if you could relate to that at all, but I am such like a, a recovering controller and I'm learning my best at this because there's a part of me that loves structure and loves, you know, knowing like as an example, I do, I wake up at the same time every day. Um, I, you know, sit down, I have my coffee and I spend my time with my soul in my journal. That's a non-negotiable for me. But when it comes to business, I know my structures, I know it has to be done, but I do allow flow to come in. So I'm not so, so I'm not, um, 
how do I try this? I'm not trying to rework something that isn't always working. Every time I want to up level, there's another version of me that I have to accept and I have to be. So I'm always open to receiving the guidance that I need and then taking that inspired action. So that's where my flow comes in. Or I'm now open to, you know, if something doesn't feel right, I'll just stop and have a conversation with spirit and say, okay, like what gifts? What do I need to see today? And just let it come through. Yeah, it's so true because it's like the the saying, like what gets scheduled gets done. So um, I find that alpha females who have a really strong alpha masculine do mentality are really good at time blocking, scheduling out their day to like a T. Um, but then allowing that flow in, it's like when do you recognize that you need to stop following the iPhone calendar to a T? <laughs> like when, uh, uh, or is it? Um, and I try to ask this of guests, like, is it something in your body that you feel? And I love how, um, woo you are. So is like, is it a chakra telling you like you need to stop or is it just like your intuition? Um, but I'd love to dive into that more. Like what sensation do you get that tells you to stop with the schedule? So for me, I, I just know when things aren't feeling aligned. And so as I coach every single person, the first step in any shift in your life is awareness. So back in the day when I was, you know, a nervous wreck thinking that I was so confused, I was, you know, my health wasn't the best. I was so broke and I would get so caught up in my mind where it would race. And I was doing what everyone was saying. You know, you create the goals, you read them every, every night and every morning. And it felt heavy to me. And I didn't understand like, what am I doing wrong? And so for me, I had to understand that when I'm aware of what my body is telling me, so I'm not so caught up in my mind, I actually started to understand how I could drop my attention from my mind into my heart and get an instant answer. So if you're aware of something's not feeling the best or I'm not seeing the results that I want, you know, I really do want to be making $10,000 a month. Why isn't it working for me? Or I really do want that loving relationship. What is going wrong? And instead of beating yourself up and using those words of lack and limitation, just pausing and stopping and feeling your body. Absolutely. It's the chakras for sure. That plays a role with it. Um, I, I, I just, I know my body well enough now through the practice of self-love and getting to know myself and me being my best friend that I know when I need to stop the force and I need to get realigned. And it's always because something that I desire that feels so good isn't working. Mm, I love that. I just had um, a guest come on and one. I always make two quote images. This is how this is how I'm very scheduled. And every every Tuesday and Thursday after the podcast airs, there's always quote images that gets posted to, to my Instagram. And one of the quotes from one of the guests was, um, when you have anxiety in your life, like it's not that you struggle with anxiety, it's that your body is telling you that something is off and you need to do better by your body. <laughs> so um, these warning signs that happen to us, they've got so many negative labels that we we um, are like, oh, I, I can't have that. I need to like shove that down. I'm not allowed to feel this way. Instead, your body is just like, hey, what's not working? Let's go and fix that. That's It's just a nice little warning sign. Yeah, because, you know, there's a piece of this that I think we've been, we were raised 
in this society thinking that the only way we're going to get anything is by being very masculine, by putting it in the calendar. And, and I don't know about I don't know about you, but maybe you're like me too. When I first developed, started getting into personal development and started developing myself, I was just reading overly masculine books, right? Books by like top personal development leaders that were hardcore men. And I thought that's just the way that we do it. And so I was programming myself trying to be like a dude, or I was trying to compare myself to my my boyfriend at the time, my now fiance. It's like, oh, I need to step up. I need to work harder. I need to suit up. I need to go. And it was so exhausting. And we were, we've been we've been taught to believe that that's the only way. And I think now we're coming, I mean, we're in the age of Aquarius now. And so we're coming more into a feeling-based world. We're creating more based on our frequency, our feelings. We're aware of this. And everything is being done in a little bit. It's not that it's not getting done. It's being done in a um, softer way, maybe. Not so grindy. I actually, all I can picture is like the song Age of Aquarius. Are we actually in the Age of Aquarius? I thought that was simply just a song. This is how sometimes I'm not very (laughs) woo-woo. We're in it. We're in it. That's like the podcast when you said, and this woman came to me. I'm like, of course, you're just, you're attracting. We're in Age of Aquarius. That's so funny. I um I have been attracting more guests on the show that are so in touch with their feminine side because I I am not and I don't know what that looks like and so it, I I personally keep attracting all the right guests for me. Um, Lori Harder's podcast, she's very much the same. She's like, I do these guests and these conversations for me and just hope the audience benefits. Um, but the other thing that you were saying about like masculine books versus um, more feminine ones, I you know, I was definitely, I can't remember the author, but someone told me about these two books and I can't even finish them. I can't even get into them because they're so horrible. Like the, is it like the art of power, art of war, art of power? Um, there, uh, there 48 laws of power. Like I started reading those ones and I was like, this is not okay. This is not good. Um, and even right now I've got an audio book on the go. I'm listening to the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson, who just like, I, I need his like straight out kind of way of saying things. And then I'm reading white hot truth by Danielle Laporte <laughs> in hard book and like reading both at the same time is really, really weird. But that's my, like my masculine and my feminine trying to, um, harmonize themselves together. <laughs> Totally. I love that. Totally. That's so funny. And you know what we do? We need our masculine, especially women, alpha females, right? That's that that masculine piece that actually gets the stuff done. It's not bad to have a masculine edge on us. Where I think it gets a little toxic, in my opinion, for myself, is when I am too overly masculine and I'm missing out on my feminine flow because then I'm forcing too much and the universe is confused. So my work then takes 10 times longer to achieve. Or in my own case, I will hustle, 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 get there, and it doesn't create lasting change because it's not coming from that divine space. And that's what I've really had to explore over years of doing network marketing and doing business and actually, and just feeling the feelings of it. I have, um, I've had several guests and my listeners from like the beginning will understand. I've had several guests that are so much in their masculine that I no longer resonate with them because they're building beautiful empires 
but they don't know how to take care of themselves. And uh, one of the women, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but I will, I've told her this to her face. She's building a beautiful company, Nixware, and she just did some massive launches and then ran herself into the ground and was sick on her vacation. Um, and like ran herself into the ground so that she needed the vacation. And I can't resonate with that at all because I just like want people to take care of themselves on an ongoing basis and not when they have pushed the masculine too far. Um, and that's why I'm not like, I'm not attracting those types of guests anymore onto the show because I don't resonate with that mentality of seasons of life where it's like push, 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 recover, <laughs> push, 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 recover. Um, so maybe share with us a time when you may have, and I don't know if you ever believed in the term work-life balance, but I'm so adamant about changing it to harmony. Um, but if you ever subscribe to that belief, like your work in your life had to be balanced um, and it felt out of whack, did you ever have an aha moment that taught yourself, okay, I need to take, I need to take better care of myself. I need to do better by myself. Was there ever a moment that you had? Yes. Yeah, this is such a great question. So um, prior to the business that I do now, my fiance and I were growing another network marketing company and we were coming out of a phase in our life at 30 years old where we were extremely broke. <laughs> like my mom was paying for our groceries broke. And I remember um, we had we were two weeks behind on rent and this government check came in. Cause you know, when you're not making enough money, they send you a beautiful check. And we looked at the check and it was, Oh, do we sign up for this company or do we pay our rent? Well, F it, we're signing up for the company. And so in 10 months and within the first three months, we we're making a full-time income, 10 months, six figures. And I was all in like, it was happening. I was changing my life. This is when I was like reading all the, the masculine books and doing like the hustle and the grind. And all I wanted, you know, they paint the, the vision. You do not go to a birthday party. You don't celebrate holidays. You are in it to win it. And I'm like, this is it. I got it. And we hustled so hard and for the, the dream of time and financial freedom. And I remember being out with Ryan walking the dog and we had just hit this huge milestone in the company. And I remember looking at him and I said, well, we have the time and we have the financial freedom, but I don't feel free. And he looked at me and he said, no, me neither. And it was such a huge shift for us because I'm like, what are we, what are we working all of this for if we're not connected to any passion or even taking the time to enjoy any of it. Like it was such an eye-opening experience. And from that moment, it was like everything shifted. I started to do nothing but understand how I could have both external freedom that started within. Mm, I love that. And I had a previous network marketing experience before joining um, the current company that we're both with, um, doTERRA. And it was ingrained into me that it was like, you make a friend, you recruit, you teach them, you let them go. You make a friend, you recruit, you teach them, you let them go. And that felt so icky to me. And um, when I started my doTERRA business and I realized, you know, I was getting back into network marketing, I was like, oh, this, you know, I never want it to feel icky. Um, and the moment I feel like I'm so focused on enrollments, 
I know I've lost, I've lost perspective and I go back and like, how do I go and serve my current customers? How do I make sure they're loved on? How do I make sure um, that I'm providing them with value um, so that it's not enroll, leave you alone, enroll, leave you alone. Like that was really important to me. Um, and I think we can all get caught up, especially, and I think it's like, that's because we love achievement and we love checking things off of a to-do list when we're striving for rank advancements, uh, and only those that are in network marketing will understand these, uh, this lingo. But when we're striving for rank advancements, sometimes it can get too pushy, um, and you'll see people push, push, push to a rank advancement and then become quiet for quite a long time because they've, you know, they've exhausted their masculine energy. Yes. Yes. So as I, I, I'm, I'm one that I'm like, I am okay where I'm at for as long as possible if this never feels icky to me. And if I never give off that vibe and if I give off that vibe, I want to like immediately correct it. And that is more important to me than reaching the next rank in my business. Yeah. So I was the exact same way. And I love that we can, we can share this passion for the industry this way or anything. If you're in a coaching business or anything that you're creating, it's this, it's not area specific. It's the same. Um, but coming forward, I was the same. I'm like, I am not doing this whole BS of go get 10 no's for one. Yes. That I am no longer treating people like numbers, right? Like this is, this is, there's a different way. And I'm sure you felt this too, even with the podcast and, and building doTERRA, it's like, it's almost like you feel like, gosh, there's, I'm going to crack the code on this. this. There's a different way that I can get my message out into the world and I can help more people. I love that you said that, you know, really coming from a place of service. And when I started, our team is called the goddess bosses. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when this idea from spirit came to me, I'm like, that is the cheesiest thing I've ever heard. People are going to think we're absolutely crazy but it's like, it wouldn't go away. And so I just showed up and I said, okay, what do we need to do differently in this industry? And it was everything based on our intuition and not doing it where we're feeling icky or making others feel icky. So one of the the biggest tips that I think that I can give that helped me and my team achieve it. And I also do this in my coaching business as well is whenever I feel like there is that, there's that goal. And so that rank advancement, that goal, that certain income goal, the number of people you want to serve, our brains, like we have a, a mind and a body, our brain to have that goal. And it's okay. And I think for me, I had to realize that, hey, I don't need just to go around like we were talking about boundaries before the call, just opening up all my boundaries and just serving the world and not taking any care for myself. But I can set my vision on one thing because our mind needs one focus. When we have five focuses, it's confused. Give it one and then let the rest come from our heart. So when I started to see that when I wanted to set, achieve that goal of that next rank, or I wanted to support my team to achieve their goal to the next rank. What if I set my vision on that and great, gave my ego the focus and then started to do the inner work to match it. So I started to do, um, meditating. I started to use essential oils that helped me focus on removing blocks and attracting people into me. I let my intuition guide me to the oils that I need. I started to send white light up the lines in my organization when I have a follow-up list, I will bless and pray and and you know send white light over the people on the follow-up list instead of me hunting them down saying, okay, Robin, are you getting started? Are you getting started? Are you getting started? Instead, I'm like, 
okay, how can I infuse energy into them? And you know what? When I was running to the, the first big rank in the company, I did that and two of the people in the 30 minutes that I was sending white light over that list signed up. I didn't have to go and ask. Yeah, that's beautiful. Cause it, and I know I've definitely done this. Like, okay, are you enrolling now? Like, are you ready? I've, you know, you've gotten the samples. You're totally, you, you've seen all like the, the reasons why this company is amazing. So are you enrolling yet? And I know like my mask, I'm like, well, okay, I need to just chill it. So like, I know that I've done it. I know, you know, pretty much we're all human, right? Um, but I love how much you focus on the inner work. And I know I'm so attracted to that. And I see your passion and how you're supporting your team and um, your audience. And that's so beautiful to see. Um, so as you're building your empire, how do you nourish yourself? So there's a non-negotiable that I have, and it's called goddess time. So this came about when I recognized that, so both my fiance and I work from home. He has a coaching business as well, and he's very successful with that. So we're both very driven individuals. And I started to realize that we could both be sucked into our dreams. And we were talking about business every dinner, talking about business, you know, every evening we'd go to the coffee shop. And what we found was we were still, we were great in business together, but we were lacking that spark, that connection, that intimacy. So for me, I'm like, how can I still be a strong female and achieve the goals I want but bring this feminine side into it, not only for myself, but also within my relationship and and really bringing this purpose out. So I'm like, I'm going to do goddess time. So every day at 6 p.m., I have a bubble bath. That's my thing. That's also a symbol to me that I put on super cute pajamas. I light candles. I use my oils. I give myself a a nourishing self-care time. It could be 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, no phone, no outside distractions. So then I come out and then I'm with my man. And I am not the overly hustler, get it done in the evening. And so I know my roles. And that's been a big, big lesson for me to keep our relationship balancing our masculine and feminine for me to honor his masculine. So I'm not coming, you know, trying to penetrate him in the overly masculine way. Like we really have to learn this. It was like serious. So it's a non-negotiable for me. My God is time. That's so beautiful. I love that. It's a kind of like a signal to end the work day and start personal time. Cause I know like so many of us have a bath routine, but it's kind of like very end of day, you're rolling into bed after it. Um, but I like that you're using it as kind of a, a shift of um, mindset and state uh, from the work time to home home life. Cool. Um, okay, so do you have a weekly fitness routine or uh, what's really resonating with my feminine ladies are movement routines instead of fitness? <laughs> Oh, um, I'm a huge, like I, I despise cardio. So I'm a huge weights girl. <laughs> so I have been forever. And that's kind of like how I start my morning with my grr, get it done attitude. Um, I work out five, maybe six days a week, depending how I feel on the Saturday if I go, but every day I'm at the gym at seven in the morning. And, um, you know, for years I did the Jamie Easton live fit routine. I'm, I'm almost five foot. 10 and uh, was really, really skinny. So I wanted to add some muscle on. So that was always my goal. <laughs> but I noticed that the more I 
lift weights, the more I actually feel spirit in the morning. Like I, I can repeat my affirmations when I'm in a weightlifting routine and I can listen to something that I'm learning, like a podcast like yours and just really letting it absorb into my cells when I'm open and when I do have that movement going. So the gym is a huge piece of my, my everyday life. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am or who I am today if I didn't have that outlet for me to relieve stress. Um, anger was always something that I held on to. So I never understood that anger is actually okay. I thought it was bad and I had to hide it. And so for years I suppressed it and suppressed it. And like anything that we suppress, it will bounce back up like a beach ball and hit us in the face. So I use the gym as a way for me to relieve my anger and let it move through my body. And I might feel it in an area that usually will sit in my chest. And when I'm lifting, say doing my bicep curls, I can feel it moving from my chest down through my body, out through my feet, and I'm present with each rep. So I actually can start to use that as a way that it releases. And then I can call in the newness that I want, the fresh story, the new belief while I'm still moving my body. So it's actually anchoring in. Oh, I love that. It's, um, weights can be such a therapy session. Um, I've had a few guests come on who were kickboxers and that was how they processed anger. Um, and I keep wanting to go to one of those like rage rooms where you just beat things up. I don't know how to process anger. When I um, started therapy, when I moved to Ottawa, my practitioner, whenever I felt angry, I would start like, oh, like just bubble crying. And she was like, you can't separate the two emotions. Like anger and sadness were so interwoven. I didn't know how to actually feel anger in my body. So I'm starting to learn that. But yeah, wait, a weight, a good weight session, like deadlifts and squats. Um, when you're angry, you like sometimes those workouts go really, really well. And I love that you're using that to process those emotions. And same in terms of, and I think I've talked a bit on the podcast that we need to stop calling anger a negative emotion that it's just simply an emotion. Um, like we've grown up specifically, uh, if anyone has parents that did like, you know, told you to stop crying or, you know, would leave the room when they were upset. Like we've subconsciously been taught that those types of emotions are not okay to feel. Yes, absolutely. So I, I love having the conversations about just learning to sit with those emotions. How do they feel like in your body? Uh, and um, just riding riding the wave. Uh, Gabby Bernstein in her new book, Judgment Detox, has a meditation on riding emotions um, and how to actually just do a meditation and feel those emotions without any repercussions. So that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Once we put a label on them, that's when they go haywire. Um, so if you have built up any stress during the day, other than, a, uh, you know, you have your weight practice in the weight practice, your gym practice in the morning, but do you have anything that you do other than the 6 PM bath to kind of reduce any stress from the day? My, my journal. So my journal is first thing in the morning. And then anytime it comes with me everywhere, anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed, I now understand that this is my portal and, and the answer, the guidance to what I need. So, um, sometimes I, I write to my anger. Sometimes I write to my stress. I used to write to my money when I didn't have any, you know, what do you need from me? What do you want? Everything, money, stress, anger, everything has uh, a, a purpose. Everything is an energy of its own that we can physically tap into to find out what it needs and where it wants to go. So my journal practice is 
It's my safe place. It's the answers. It's my instant stress relief. I now I'm so writing in it and getting the answers I need that I just trust what comes forward. And it might be go for a walk or get back to work or stop beating yourself up or, you know, pray. Okay. I just do it. I love that. That's so wonderful. Um, what piece of advice would you tell your 20 something emerging alpha female self? If you could go back and give her some words of wisdom. Oh God, it would be don't give a crap what anybody thinks of you. Do you know how long I stopped myself because I cared what everyone thought? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's so much easier said than done. <laughs> even, e- even in our 30 something wisdom, it's still really hard. And I'm getting, I think we're all getting better at it. Um, but especially people pleasers, uh, we want the world to love us. And it's really, really hard to stop giving a crap. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. You know, I just got back from a Caroline Mace event. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who she is. She wrote uh, Sacred Contracts, Archetypes. She does a lot of, that's a lot of work that I do with, with the work that I do. And she was saying how once you care what one person thinks about you, your outfit, what you're going to say, you care what everybody thinks. So she said, just walk around not caring and just going. And that's, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that we're facing in our world today is every single person has a beautiful, brilliant message, but we're all too afraid to say it because we're afraid of what so-and-so is going to think of us. And all we're doing is wasting our days. Mm, This is why I'm reading the subtle art of not giving a a fuck because I, I realized like uh, the first chapter, I was like, wow, all of my problems are because I care. Like I give way too many fucks about things. Like way too many. And I I wish I had Mark Manson's brain. Like I wish that was easy to process, but I'm like, okay, like the book has come to me in the perfect time, but it's, it's fascinating understanding it and saying, yes, I need to stop caring. And then actually like taking the steps to test that out. So it's like, Mike, my fiance makes fun of me when I wear green and blue together. So if, if I wear green and blue to the gym, I'm looking around and being like, oh crap, are people going to look at me funny? Just because Mike said like one comment um, in a loving, teasingly way. And now I just need to keep wearing green and blue together until I stop giving a fuck about it. <laughs> what are some pain points of being an alpha female that you're currently problem solving for? Oh, um, I'm still in the process of, of honoring my, of honoring Ryan's masculine instead of making my masculine win. And this is something that it, you know, it seems that most of the people we coach, Ryan and I do coach together in group programs, they're running businesses, they want to up level, but they're in this place where they're like, oh, my husband doesn't support me, or I need to step up and I need to take charge of our family and da, 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 da. And there's this imbalance. I'm that way. You know, I, I'm, I'm always, well, if Ryan's not going to do it, I'm going to do it. Well, now we're to the point where Ryan always leads in his masculine, or we know that it's, it causes haywire in our relationship and in his life and my life. But because I am such a strong woman, I want to dominate and take over at times. So I've been learning my problem to problem solve myself. So I feel the best is to honor my man and for him to cherish my feelings, which is something we've had to dance between. And this has everything to do with my business success, even though it doesn't sound like it because it's just in relationships, it's everywhere. So 
that's been my biggest lesson as a strong female is to not overpower him. Or as we joke around, I don't know if I can say this. It's like at one point we were like two penises bumping up against each other. It's like, I've I've sworn quite a lot. So I've already like made a note that this episode needs to be published as explicit. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we've totally been wide open aware of this and it's, it's radically changed our, our relationship, but our finances, our businesses, and it's an everyday reminder of me to be uh, fully aware of this. All right. So what would you say to an alpha female that is listening to you right now and is like, oh crap, I totally do that to my significant other. Yeah. And you know, we think we're doing nothing but the best, right? We think, oh, we're going to really take charge here. And, And what I've learned in the studies that Ryan and I have done, we've studied this work as well to incorporate it into our life and now into our clients' lives is a man a man without a purpose will perish, like they say. So what I was doing was I was overriding Ryan, thinking, I got this, Ryan. Don't worry about it. Just sit back. And what what a man, what, what he noticed he did was he just said, okay, and took his foot off the gas. But it was killing him. So in this case, I can't go to him. And, and most women shouldn't go to their men if you're in a crisis and think, you know, what are you like, what are you feeling, honey? What are you feeling? They don't operate that way. So now my conversation with Ryan always is, what are you thinking? Even if he comes to me and says, ah, you know, what should I do here? I know now not to say, what are you feeling? Because that's going to take him out of his masculine. I said, what are you thinking? And as soon as I ask him that, he will rattle everything off and he'll solve his own problem. You know, and Marianne Williamson talks about this in one of her trainings. She says, a man loses his erection with his mother at the age of five. We don't want to show up and be their mothers. That's awesome. And it's so simple. It's just like, stop mothering. Yeah. Let him take his power back. And then what happens is he will, all we want is to be loved and for our thoughts and our feelings to be cherished. We don't want them to always try and rescue us, but we just want them to hear us. And when we honor them, they will honor us. Hmm. I love that. Well, this brings us to the end of the episode. I could talk to you forever because I feel like you are enveloping me in white light. Um, But will you share with our listeners, what is your definition of happiness? Uh, My definition of happiness is being fully surrendered into this game of life and not letting fear take me out, but instead being curious on everything that comes before me and taking the inspired action through it. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, I thank you so much for your time and how you're showing up in the world. I really appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you, Robin. I love you so much. Thank you for your light and this podcast. For the listeners of the Alpha Female Podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. 
and just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.